And good morning. I'm Gary Demas. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm really glad to have you all on board this morning. And I'm just wondering, Jamie, uh, I, I'd like to talk about the uh, plugs we get throughout the day on WTVN. And they say, listen to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, Sunday mornings at 8. Yes. So I wonder how many people are here because of that plug. I don't know. Okay, but if you email us and let us know, then what should we do for those people, Jamie? <laughs> Give them a free basement remodel? <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd get a lot of calls then. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. You know what would be fun is we have, um, we have Dave Fox tape measures. Oh, can, okay. Yeah. All right, so if that's how you found out about the show, by hearing just during the day the, the little plug, listen to the Dave Fox Home Rally Show, Shoot us an email at info at DaveFox.com, and we'll send you a nice little logo tape measure. How about there you that? go. I All think right. that sounds fun. Okay. That'll be fun. Um, you know how so many shows give away stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Now we're one of those. Now we're one of them. <laughs> we have finally made it to the big times, Jamie. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're glad to have everybody aboard this morning. I'm Gary. I'm president of Dave Fox Design Builder Modelers. Jamie's our marketing director. And we talk about all kinds of stuff, don't we, Jamie? We sure do. Just talking about the home. Yeah. Every little square inch of it. That's right. So last week we were, we've been on this basement theme because really in the middle of the winter, why not talk about basements, right? Yeah. That's where we're, we're all living. We're not going to be uh, enjoying our sunrooms or screen porches at the moment. No, mm -hmm. unfortunately not. Okay. So last week we talked about a lot of the different things that we've done in basements. We talked about, uh, basement bars, mm -hmm. some of the really cool things you can do there, countertops, lighting, you name it, cabinets, yeah. wet bar, dry bar. We talked about some of the advantages and disadvantages of all those. And we talked about wine cellars, which is a hot topic. A lot of people are doing some very cool wine cellars nowadays. Uh, talked about some flooring a little bit. Yeah. What else did we talk about last Home week? theaters. Home theaters, yes. Yeah. Where we get to pay $20 to rent a movie yeah. now. But <laughs> at least uh, we're supporting the industry because we really hardly anybody's going to movie theaters. I know, yeah, unless you are, get to rent out the whole theater. Which I know, happens. which I is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely an option. So in case you missed that show or any previously, previously broadcast shows, you can go to Dave Fox Radio. And not only can you listen to radio shows there, you can watch the video of this show and some yes. previously done shows. And you'll get to see Jamie, and that'll be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to see me, too. That's not going to be so cool. But Wow. Okay. I don't know. But, yes, we do have these videos up on our website and on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we invite you to go to DaveFoxRadio.com. Um, so today we're going to stick on the basement theme, right, Jamie? Well, we're going to actually just stick to flooring. Okay. But we are going to talk about flooring oh. in a basement as well. In basements and everywhere, and everywhere else. else. Okay. Yes. All right. Kind of Sounds starting like at fun. the ground up. Sounds like fun. There's a yeah. lot of different flooring products out there. Yes. What would you? What do you have in your home? In your main level of your home? Uh, a lot of hardwood. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we bought this home five and a half years ago, it had some god-awful tile in it this <laughs> tile was it was big tile like 16 inches square but it was heavily textured it uh remained com 
completely dirty because all these textures, this collected dirt, was an ugly color, and there was 800 square feet of it everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was a nightmare to get torn out of the house. I mean, a nightmare. And tearing a, a bunch of tile out of a tile floor out of a home creates a lot of dust. I bet. Is so, that, so do you need to jackhammer that up? How, would, how did you get that uh, up? No, three strong guys from Dave Fox Remodeling came over <laughs> with bars oh, and wow. worked all day long. Oh, my. I think they worked, three guys probably worked 10 hours. Wow, that's a lot of tile. Oh, my gosh. And then after that was done, I had to, you know, all the cement and stuff that sticks to the subfloor. You had to go through and kind of with a putty with a putty knife or a chisel or a five-in-one tool, kind of knock all that stuff down smooth. Oh, my goodness. But after that's... all that hard work, and that's something any of our listeners probably do not want to do, you probably want to hire somebody to come in and do that for you because it is tough work. I think that's uh, going to be my, my son's next punishment. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll find a good job. Yeah, to put next him time on. we need some tile demo, you let me know. Yep. And when he gets in trouble, we're going to have him go do a little tile demo. Yeah, so then I put down hardwood flooring in that area, which is a great thing. A lot of people are putting hardwood floor down. I've got uh, ceramic tile in my bathrooms, um, in the basement, in my uh, exercise room, I put the rubberized flooring. I put some LVT. Uh, plank, LVP plank in my yeah. music room. That's which been is very popular a lately. Great basement floor. Yes. It's fantastic because it's water resistant, very durable, looks beautiful, easy to put down over a concrete floor. It's great. Wow. Yeah, that sounds good. We have um, mostly on our first floor, we have an engineered wood. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have uh, some, then we have carpet yeah. mostly in the rest of the house. And then in our bathroom, we have tile, and then actually in the kids' bathrooms, they have um, just a vinyl. Okay. Talk about easy to clean. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It was in our like laundry room, mud room when we first moved in too, and mm -hmm. I, I thought that would be like one of the first things I would take up. Mm -hmm. It's still there because it's so easy to clean. <laughs> I yeah. can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just for a mud room. It's man, just wipe, wipe, done. Yeah, that's great. You know, for flooring. Because there's a lot of options, the room that it's going in, the use that it's getting, plays a big role in what kind of a flooring you would use. Uh, some complications with flooring can be some homes are on a slab, not too many, but mm -hmm. some. Some homes actually have a mixture of slab and, uh, and regular wood frame foundation. And in those areas, that's where the loose uh, lay flooring is so important, like the engineered wood flooring that is, it's all put together. It, maybe it's clips together, or uh, maybe it just mechanically locks together. Uh huh. Um, but it just, when you put it together, it's just laying there. It's not glued down. It's not affixed to the floor. It's just laying there, which works perfectly. Yeah. So you can span across. You can go from a poured cement floor over over a wood foundation floor uh, seamlessly, oh, and the that's floor cool. performs great. Yeah. So the LVT, the LVP planking, mm -hmm. uh, composite planking does that. The engineered wood floors do that. So those are relatively new ideas in the flooring industry, and they have solved a lot of problems when you're transitioning between floors. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Would you say, out of all the floors, which one's the easiest to demo? Uh, it would be those loose lay floors by yeah, far. By yeah, by far. Okay. Yeah, when you're not gluing down underlayment and concrete board and stuff, that is where it gets extremely difficult to, yeah. to take up old floors. 
Yeah, I would imagine a lot of things involving tile tend to be messy. Yeah, tile it, taking it out. <laughs> tile is a permanent application. And yeah. You think of it in terms of 30, 40 years, right? Yeah. So you definitely want to do it right, make sure it's going to stay there. Although <laughs> I'm thinking we were talking about my home. I initially put a, a tile floor in our powder room on the first level, but we just recently remodeled the whole powder room. So my wife wanted that floor taken out. So there I took out my <laughs> Not nice, as permanent. my permanent tile floor and took it out and replaced it with a different, really cool one that our designers came up with. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes you got to do, at least yeah. that was a small space. That's true. Yeah. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you're picking out a floor and thinking of durability and use and things like that, cause I know like a mudroom, for example, um, a lot of our clients like to have a little bit more fun in a mudroom. It's mm -hmm. kind of a cool, unique space, and you can do things a little different. And we've had requests for, and you'll see a lot of pictures on houses and Pinterest or even like a brick-looking floor yeah. and things like that. But that type of somewhat porous material can also cause a lot of cleaning problems in a, in a mudroom, I mm -hmm. would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there there are brick lookalikes, like in some of the vinyl products. Um, you could actually put, in theory, put a true thin brick floor down, um, but part of that is just the rustic look. Okay, we're gonna talk more about this in just a minute. We'll be right back. And we're back, the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. It's Gary and Jamie, and we are talking about flooring today, right, Jamie? That's right. Yep, and just right before the break, you had mentioned uh, it was like laundry rooms or utility rooms? Yeah, like a mud yeah. room. Mud room. Okay. So mud room, um, you got to have a floor that can take some mud, right? Dirty yeah. clothes. The kids are coming out from in from playing outside. Yeah. You're bringing the dog Lots in. Lots of wet. Who knows what? Yeah, wet, yeah. snow, dirt, you name it. Yeah. So that's got to be a durable floor that can take some punishment. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of products, when I think of durability, of course, ceramic tile or porcelain tile is amazing in terms of durability Yeah. and the ability to clean. The larger tiles, like the 24-inch square or 20-inch square, get you down to very few grout joints. And uh, if you choose a tile color that will take a darker grout, like a darker gray, yeah, uh, then you really, I mean, cleaning it is not much of a problem because it looks like dirt anyways, right? <laughs> so, Would you say sealing the grout more regularly in those kind of high traffic areas would be helpful? Well, theoretically, yes, but I don't really know of anybody that every year seals their floors. Maybe there's some people out there that do that. But Gary, you're supposed to say everybody does that. Oh, everybody does that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, no, you probably I do. No. No? No. I've done it. I did it. I sealed our tile in our bathroom when we moved in, mm -hmm. and then I did it one other time. Mm -hmm. That sealer is been... smelly stuff. Yeah. And it's just hard to remember to do. Yeah. But we've been there... About nine years, mm -hmm. so twice. Okay, but if you have a lighter color, you know sometimes coloring is important, and you're trying to achieve some kind of a an effect with a lighter colored uh, tile and grout. And sealing it once a year definitely will help keep that color lighter. Uh, grout is going to collect some dirt over time, and white vinegar can be a nice uh, thing to help clean it. Some diluted white vinegar will clean grout well. And once you get it clean and you put a good sealer down, uh, and a good sealer is important, and the good ones are smelly, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but it's not hard to do. You know, you just uh, 
you just coat all your grout joints and let them soak that sealer up and then have some really nice dry uh, absorbent towels that you can throw away afterwards and you just kind of scrub those areas and get all the sealer off the tile itself and it'll come off okay as long as you don't leave it there for too long yeah so it's a little bit of elbow grease uh, being on your knees uh, you can get your floor sealed with a good sealer and it'll hold up real well for a year yeah I've always tried to avoid tile just from growing up. We had a tile on like our whole first floor in our house and my mom was a bit of a neat freak. Sorry, yeah. mom, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> but she would sit there with a toothbrush to clean the oh, grout. Yeah. And this was our entire first floor of our oh, house. Oh my goodness. And she would, she would, for like a week, she would just do different areas and sit there with a toothbrush cleaning all the grout. Yeah. And she did it all the time. <laughs> I have so many nightmares of doing that as a kid that I'm like, I am never... I'm never getting tile anywhere but a bathroom. <laughs> that would definitely leave a kind of a bad memory in your mind. Oh yeah, we used to. I, same thing with rugs. I always avoid the ones with fringes because she mm -hmm. would. She, we had this brush and we would have to sit there and brush them so they'd be straight. But we had three dogs, oh. so it was like <laughs> the second you got done with one side of the rug, the dog ran, ran by and they were straight mm. again. So I'm, I always stick to rugs with no fringes and no tile. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's my rule. But. With the large tiles, you got much yes, less grout. Yes, that's much less grout. And Absolutely. the grout joints, we make them thin, like about an eighth of an inch thick. Yes. So I just put a, a 20 by 20 tiles down in my uh, upstairs bath, uh, the guest bath. Uh-huh. And the grout joints are, the tile's kind of a, a bluish gray, marbly type looking tile. So it's darker. Mm -hmm. I used a dark gray grout, which should be really easy to yeah. care for because if it gets dirty, you don't even know it. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. Mm -hmm. I know. I think about that with all the, um, you know, the white subway tile mm -hmm. that's in, in style in kitchens for mm -hmm. a backsplash yeah. and the light grouts, I think. And then there's also that look with the dark grouts. Yeah. And I, as much as I like that all white look, that dark grout sure is appealing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, on a wall tile, like backsplash or something, unless you're around a greasy cooking area, it's yeah. really easy to keep that. It doesn't take a lot of maintenance to keep that looking good. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. So but in floors, a basement, uh, mm -hmm. okay. let's talk about floors in a basement. Okay. We were talking about basements the last couple segment or um, episodes. Mm -hmm. What There's some rules with what type of flooring you can have in a basement or kind of some best practices. Yeah, well, let's talk about what you're up against. Okay. Um, the environment has a lot to do with materials, wherever you're using them in a home. Uh, obviously, your roof shingles are waterproof, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they can take a lot of water. But there's a lot of products. Wallpaper can't take water. No. So what you're using and where you're using it is important. So when you think about the characteristics of a floor and maybe the atmospheric uh, issues with that, you're going to think, one, about uh, just the traffic that it's getting because it's getting dirt ground into it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you think about how stable the floor is because some floors can't accept movement like tile. Okay. Especially large tiles, if there's a lot of movement or bounce in the floor, it's going to be really hard because you got this really brittle big piece of tile that can't take any movement at all or yeah. it will crack. So if you're putting that over a floor that's got a lot of flex in it, you may have some challenges. You think about moisture, especially in a basement area, because mm -hmm. concrete will, will bring moisture up through that floor system. So yeah. how's that moisture going to affect the flooring you're putting in there? 
Um, and that's going to vary depending on where your home is located, what kind of moisture issues you have with that basement. Some basements are going to be maybe in lower areas where there's a lot of surface water mm-hmm. and the ground around it will absorb and hold a lot of water, which puts a lot of hydraulic pressure on your foundation and your whole basement area. So that, that moisture can come up through the floor uh-huh. itself or through the walls. And there, you have to be especially careful about the the type of flooring. Okay. So with wood floors, uh, it's a popular look in a basement. Would you say that, like an engineered wood floor, can an engineered wood floor go Mm -hmm. in a basement? Um, In my basement, I wouldn't be afraid to do that because I'm high and dry. Yeah. In a moist area, any kind of true wood, uh, when wood accepts moisture, it expands. Sure. And when it dries out, it contracts. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of movement, especially yeah. in wider plank flooring. So even with the engineered, it's a lot of movement. <clears throat> even the engineered flooring, I would shy away from it uh, if it's a natural wood floor in oh, a damp basement. Okay. Now, there's really good alternatives like the LVP, the, the vinyl luxury vinyl plank, yeah. or the luxury vinyl tile, mm-hmm. um, which will give you a similar look. Uh, but you don't have the moisture issues to deal with. Uh, and it'll also lay loose over a cement floor, which makes it for a very easy installation. So you can just lay it right on top of the cement? Yeah, there's typically a little underlayment you'd put under there. It will provide a little bit of cushioning and a little vapor barrier. Uh, But then the material... the, the material makeup of those uh, luxury vinyl tiles is very moisture resistant. Okay. Now, Would you be able to run that um, kind of in all areas of the basement, like even into a bathroom or into the sure. bar area and kind of all the areas? Yeah. Now, one thing that people usually don't think about is the uh, amount of cushioning a floor has. And actually, in a basement, when you put a loose lay floor over a basement floor, there's uh, when your floor is poured, it's never perfectly flat. There's little dips and valleys in it, which mm-hmm. actually are a good thing when it comes to flooring. Because when you push, when you walk across the loose lay floor, you'll see a little bit of give if you look closely wherever there's a depression in the flooring, which mm-hmm. actually adds some cushioning. <laughs> so it's imperceivable. You can't tell it when you're walking across the floor, just like on a wood framed floor. If you were in a basement watching somebody walk across the top of you, and if you could see all the joists, you would actually see them flex everywhere that person's walking. But when you're walking, you don't really Notice recognize it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So flooring's, flooring is pretty cool stuff. Um, we're going to take a break here, Jamie. And when we get back, let's get into some other areas of the home and flooring. We'll be right okay. back. And welcome back. This is Gary Demas, president of Dave Fox Design Builder Modelers. We are... A big remodeling company in the Columbus area, right, Jamie? We sure are. We got yeah. a lot of people, a lot of jobs going on. Uh, gosh, over the years, we've just grown and grown and grown. Yeah, I. It's been it's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, been you've exciting. been here how many years? Um, I've been here about nine and a half years. Okay. So in 2011, I started, mm-hmm. which was a much different market in 2011. Yeah. You know, we we're just kind of starting to come out of the recession a little bit things yeah. were optimistic but mm-hmm. um i don't think any of us could have seen how quickly um things turned and kind of started to grow and expand and but i do think you know that 
had economy and coming out of it gave people a whole different appreciation for their home. Mm -hmm. And then I think this pandemic did that all over again. I think you're right. So I think that the home is just going to be just something really special. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was actually talking to my dad um, a couple, couple weeks ago and he goes, gosh, you know, by your age, I was just buying a home, you know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have, a, and I was telling him, I said, well, if interest rates were still <laughs> yeah. 20% like no they were kidding. when you were buying a home, I don't yeah. think I'd have a home yet either, mm-hmm. but it's just a different, different kind of market now. And, you know, yeah. interest rates are still pretty low and yeah. homes I think are special. I uh, interest rate in my first home, I think was 16 and a half percent. Yeah. That's that would what, just be, I mean, yeah, hard, I to, can, hard to imagine today. I know. I don't think I would own a home. If, yeah, his was like 17% or something like that, mm-hmm. he said. And I was like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> there's well, no way I'd own a home. <laughs> I guess that's one advantage to the to the uh, country having the hugest debt it's ever had because they can't afford to let the interest rates go up. So <laughs> yeah. they have to hold them down. So we are benefactors there you of go. that, at least. <laughs> I know it. But, but anyway, yeah, the home is just something that's ever evolving and becoming more and more special in our lives. Yeah. Worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are talking about flooring. Yes. And uh, where are we at with that? We're in segment three here. Yeah. So we were talking about basement flooring and different types of floors that are good in the basement and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And we talked about the LVT, LVP, luxury vinyls. And those are really just starting to take over the market, I feel like, as far as flooring goes. I mean, their durability, um, you know, the all the different color variations and how closely they look like wood floors mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, people are really even starting to put them in the, in the first level of their home yes. and kind of use them as a whole house product. Yeah. Yeah, we are seeing more of that. <clears throat> and uh, to me, some of them look more realistic than others, but by and large, it's uh, pretty amazing. I mean, the first few of uh, those luxury vinyl floors that I saw put down, uh, I, it was hard for me to tell if it was wood or not. Yeah. I mean, they're that close. And the performance is great. I mean, they're so durable and easy to clean and care for, easy to put down. Yeah. Yeah. When I think, too, with them not being quite as expensive as an option as doing, you know, a real hardwood floor right um it doesn't need to be like you mentioned tile is a permanent decision mm-hmm. you know an lvp it doesn't need to be a permanent decision so someone like me with three young kids and a giant dog yeah it might be a good short-term decision opposed to putting in you know true hardwoods that would have to get refinished and <laughs> yeah. sanded down with all the nail scratches and kids mm-hmm. toys and things like that um even if the look quite isn't quite as at the same level, mm-hmm. sometimes just like everything else, you got to weigh your options. That's a good point because you were mentioning earlier about how hard is it to take out those floors because putting in anything new, there's demo involved, right? Right. <laughs> and as I was mentioning with my own home, tearing out all 800 square feet of tile, it was glued on cement board, it was glued to the subfloor. That was an absolute nightmare. But with the uh, luxury tiles, they're loose lay, so they're just clipped together, interlocking. And to demo them, it's just a matter of pulling them up. Very easy. So when you put in a floor, you know, if you were taking out, you know, the tile you took out and then you put down hardwood, you said, Mm -hmm. did you have to take up your baseboard or did you just put in a quarter round or how did you handle that? Um, Well, you can leave your baseboard there. You take the shoe mold off Mm -hmm. and it's possible to do that. 
sometimes it's an opportunity to change your your moldings like yeah. your baseboard or casing a lot of times people want to just upgrade that as well but you don't have to so you can leave the baseboard in you take the shoe mold up uh, tear out your old floor put your new floor in and then put the new shoe mold around that then seals right to the floor tight yeah do you need to have a shoe mold that's a great question i'll never forget I was working in a house, Jamie, and typically we always use shoe mold because floors are never perfectly flat. Right. There's always a little bit of variation, and the shoe mold just is a flexible molding that just goes right down tight everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was working in a home. It was on Lane Road here in Columbus, and we were, I think, putting a floor in a, in a utility room or something. And we started putting the subfloor down. And the owner said, what are you doing? He said, this is a million-dollar home. You're not putting that stuff in my house. <laughs> so he, he didn't. He thought it was like cheating to put the shoe mold down. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so we did not put shoe mold down in that home. <laughs> yeah. We just made it work. Sometimes you actually would have to scribe the bottom of your baseboard so that it fits the floor better. Oh, wow. But typically people don't do that and they just use the shoe mold. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not a cheap way out, just kind of a more sensible way. Practical way and sensible way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, But if you want to pay uh, your carpenters a lot of extra money, they could scribe that big baseboard right to your floor and it'll look great. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about labor. Yeah. Um, Okay. So on the main level of the home, most people have a few different types of flooring. Mm-hmm. So do you, how do you transition those pieces or which ones are hard to transition from one to another? Or mm-hmm. is it just really more about kind of the different depths of the flooring and how they line up? Or yeah, great question. What do you question. look for in that? Great question. Transitioning can include maybe the heights are the same, but it's just a matter of going from tile to carpet mm-hmm. or tile to hardwood. Those are pretty easy transitions. Uh, there, Schluter came up with these really great metal moldings that are a good endpoint for tile. And you can grout right up to this metal molding, and then you can butt it up right tight against carpet or hardwood flooring. <clears throat> and that works great if your flooring levels are the same. But in a lot of older homes, flooring levels can be off as much as three quarters of an inch or an inch. And then you've got a transition that's not only one material to another, but you have a height transition as well. Yeah. So typically we will, in our shop, create a custom beveled wood transition strip that will adjust the heights. Uh, It'll be uh, chamfered down from one height to another. So maybe if you've got an oak floor in your kitchen and you're transitioning to a higher level carpet, then we'll use an oak piece that'll match your floor that'll just kind of ramp up to that. But uh, that can we've made some very interesting transition pieces. Just uh, sometimes in old homes, you'll have an inch height on one side of the door and a half inch on the other side. So that transition not only ramps up, but it also tapers down to one side. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah I would imagine with the different ages of the homes that we work in, mm-hmm. create some different challenges. I remember yeah. one of the homes we did in in German Village had a really old addition. Um, on the back of the house. Mm-hmm. And there was, I think they said a two inch difference from kind of the main living area to this addition. Yeah. And so we had to make, I mean, they had to do a lot of work in the subflooring just to try and get it. So you didn't notice you were walking down a ramp. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's times where we'll have to strip flooring down to the joists 
and actually put a, a string, pull a string tight across there and put some sister joists on that, that level that floor out because it's got such a big dip in it. Yeah. And if you're putting an expensive floor down in a really nice home, you've got to be able to deal with those issues because you, you, know, you just don't want to end up with a floor where the transitions aren't correct or you mm-hmm. feel like you're walking down in a hole before you go up into another room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. So would you say tile, that large format tile, can be more challenging in an older home? Yeah, a large format tile, you know, it's interesting. Some of those tiles are five feet long yeah, and a foot wide. So you look at that thing and you think, oh my gosh, it'd be so easy to put this down. I only have to put, you know, eight or 10 pieces down and I got my floor done. Yeah. But what you have to take into account is the irregularity in the floor, because even in a brand new home, you're going to have floors that have some dips and valleys in them. Yeah. So when you take that perfectly rigid piece of tile, you're going to have issues. So we're going to talk more about that right after the break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary, and Jamie's here. And Jamie, we're talking about flooring today. Yes, we are. I'm so, learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, Jamie, how can people find out about any, if they missed part of this broadcast or want to listen to any previously broadcast shows? How do they do that? Well, a few different ways. They can go just to our regular website, DaveFox.com, and then and under our company section, you can go to our radio page. Mm-hmm. Or a little bit easier, you can just go to DaveFoxRadio.com. And you can look at all of our previously recorded shows there, and even the ones with video are there as well. Um, we're also available on all podcast platforms. So if you have you know, a podcast app on your phone or CarPlay in your car and you want to listen to us, you can hop on any of the podcasts and search for the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Yeah. So people can listen all over the world, then, huh? That's right. <laughs> cool. It's amazing. I so know. <laughs> you ever get anybody from Europe that says, hey, we have a question about something we heard on your show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think, uh, you know, if you're in Europe, you probably shouldn't be asking us questions. They have a lot of different rules there. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> but, yes. It's a little bit out of our service area. A too. little, just a smidge yeah. out mm-hmm. of our, just a little bit out of our service area. Okay. But, yeah, so we were talking about flooring and we're Mm -hmm. talking about the transitions and and things like that with the flooring another thing that we come across a lot with our remodels especially in kitchens and things like that with homes that already have hardwood is toothing in yeah or kind of matching what existing i always see that on all of our specifications match existing or Mm -hmm. tooth in and things like that so explain that a little bit more yeah so that is where artistry comes into play with our (laughs) Good flooring mechanics. I can tell that excites you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell that. It is fun because yeah. it's a it's a kind of a challenge, and you got to really work at it. So typical hardwood flooring is tongue and groove. So you got a tongue on one side and a groove on the other. So you the wood is all interlocking, so that helps it stay level and flush on the top. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, even the ends will be interlocking as well. So you got this whole interlocking system of small pieces of wood that stays flush because they're interlocking. Well, that's great until you have to uh, piece into that. Maybe there's a kitchen island that we're taking out mm-hmm. and the flooring was cut around the island. So now we have to fill in all those strips. So <clears throat> you don't just cut off straight ends and just stick it in that patch because it would look ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. It's got to blend in and those random lengths of flooring are extending different distances beyond that cutout where the island comes out. Yeah. So 
we have to follow that ran random pattern with the new flooring that we tooth in there. So it's going to involve uh, first getting the old flooring out. And like if you have a single piece of flooring that's coming out uh, that has to come out where another new piece extends in there, then you have to actually get in there and cut with a very tiny saw, cut that uh, the tongue off so that you can get the floor out of there. Otherwise, you'd never get it out because it's stuck in the, the adjacent Oh, wow. Board. I guess I never realized that before. Yeah. So you That's have to, just to get it out. You have to cut that to get it out. Okay. And then you've got to, uh, you've got to cut on the, on the groove side. There's two, like, two areas with a groove in the middle. So the bottom area you have to cut off so that you can get that piece in. So there's some special trimming and fitting and cutting to get those toothed-in pieces in there. So that's why it's going to take some extra work and some extra money to tooth those in. But it saves you from redoing a whole floor. So it's yeah. worth the effort. And so then if we need to refinish what we've toothed in, can mm -hmm. you just do that section? Or is it best to just sand and refinish the whole floor? Typically, we would refinish the whole, at least the whole room. Uh -huh. Now, every now and then we get lucky and maybe there's only a little bit of that flooring extending out beyond the new cabinets or something. And we can kind of work with that by hand and get it to blend okay. But if you're taking a big island out and all that flooring is going to be exposed, that's a lot of area. So we would typically want to refinish that whole floor. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, when you're toothing in and things like that. Is it just traditional hardwood that you can do that or can you do that with engineered? Um, yeah, you can do it with engineered flooring too, definitely. It's okay. a, really the same process, exactly. Okay, mm -hmm. that's cool. Now the engineered floor is actually gonna be a little easier to work with because it's typically not nailed down into the subfloor. It's just laying loose on there. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, Yeah. very good. So kind of shifting gears here and now talking about flooring in a bathroom. Also one of those spaces that has a lot of variables. It's mm -hmm. wet. <laughs> mm -hmm. You uh, typically getting out of a bath or a shower with wet feet. Yeah. And and then there's the heated floor element. Yeah. So can you put heated floors under anything besides tile? Yeah, you can actually put a heated floor even under carpet. Or oh, that sounds cozy. <laughs> or hardwood. Um, now the efficiency of that floor is going to be challenged mm -hmm. because now you're trying to put heat into a, a surface that's already got some insulation value in it. Yeah. But if you're putting heat into ceramic tile, which has virtually no insulation value, that's good because it just transfers all that heat yeah. to the floor. Uh, but yeah, you can, um, you can heat a lot of different floors. It's just more common definitely to do that with a tile floor. Yeah, to do that with mm -hmm. tile. Mm -hmm. So would you say even still trend-wise tile is what we're putting in bathrooms? Yeah, mostly tile. Sometimes the luxury vinyl tiles mm -hmm. will go in there. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a little less expensive, but still a nice product. But uh, ceramic tile, porcelain tile is the lion's share of all of our bath work. And we're doing a lot of heated floors, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed, too, a, I would say more often than not, I feel like the showers are a zero entry. So it's kind of that consistent flooring from mm -hmm. the main part of the bathroom into the shower yeah. without a ledge. Yeah, there's the uh, no threshold zero entry floors, which are nice. It takes a little bit of additional floor prep or special materials to accommodate that. Mm -hmm. But it does work well. And there's also, if, if we are going to use the threshold, which some people actually prefer, we're going to do it low threshold. Maybe it's only two inches high. 
Okay. Where a lot of the old thresholds, I don't understand why they were six inches or five inches high. It just makes a big thing to step over and yeah. there's really no purpose for it. Yeah. So we always cut those way down <clears throat> so that they're not so high. Okay. All right. So when you're, does it need to be the same flooring going from the main part of the bathroom into this kind of zero entry um, shower? Or can you kind of shift tile size or things like that at that point? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can shift the tile size. The reason for that might be, as we were talking about earlier, larger tiles means less grout, and most mm-hmm. people like that. But larger tiles are a real problem in a sloped shower floor. Yeah. Because you want some really good sloped for the water to drain to the, directly to the drain and no puddling in there. Yeah. So if you were going to use large tiles, which we can do in a sloped floor, then that's going to mean cutting a lot of diagonal lines in those tiles and more grout and it's not the greatest look yeah most people are not going to go that way so you would actually want to shift they would transition to a smaller tile maybe two inch square one inch square Mm -hmm. maybe three inch square at the most yeah so that way you can adapt you know those tiles will just lay down and follow the contour to the drain okay and you can have match those with the same height as the larger tiles that are in the rest of the bath area all right so what's your favorite flooring we've ever installed? Uh, it's got to be natural hardwood. Natural hardwood? I'm a wood lover. I just, stained on site or factory stained? Um, really both ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, either way. But, Jamie, it's been fun today yes. talking about basements. We've covered a lot of territory from the floor to the wine cellars. Uh, that was last week, right? Yeah. And uh, we've just been on the basement theme a lot, and it's been fun. And we really appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, we'd like to you to know that you can reach us by email at info at davefox.com. We'd love to hear from you. Sometimes you'll send a question, and Jamie usually shoots an answer right back to you. Yeah. But we'll be here next Sunday morning at 8, just like we are every single Sunday morning. So we'll see you then.